Let's chat to Kevin Doyle about Ireland against Georgia. Kevin, it's a really exciting week for Irish football. What's it like now as an ex-pro? You know, usually you, you are preparing for these games, you're getting ready to play in them. Now as a fan, have you got the same excitement level as the rest of us? Um, I think so. Obviously you're a lot more detached. Um, you know, when you're a player, you're thinking about, you have your club game, whatever, and you don't think about Ireland games, you're not concentrating on them, and the next minute you play over and you're into that, switched into, um, you know, another squad, another team, and just getting back in with the players for a few days and, and getting back in to, um, swing of things and how Mick likes to do things but um, yeah, as a fan you're a bit more chilled out and relaxed you won't be when the games come around but um, so when you're, you're well used to it now after a year or two when you're playing say as a club player like, this is obviously a massive couple of games for you that's going to define yeah. this whole qualification campaign are you able to switch off and just concentrate on your club obviously there's a lot of jobs that they've got a big everyone had a big game this weekend already or, yeah. gone by. Uh, or are you maybe chatting to some of the Irish lads is there are your thoughts kind of already going towards uh, the following week no you're, you're not uh, your, your club games are so important and you know that they have zero interest you know um and what your problems are, whether good or bad, uh, your qualification for whatever's going on with your country. They just, um, everyone at your club involved is obviously your, you know, so intense day to day. Whether you're fighting for promotion or relegation or trying to win a league or whatever it might be, um, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you don't have time to think about it. It's so intense, two games a week, whatever it is, you can club, so you don't, you just forget about it. Um, you really do switch off. Um, till you just join up or and you fly over you join up and um, then you can forget about your club and it's a nice it's fantastic actually change to get away from especially if things aren't going well as your club to get over to a, a nicer um, usually a nicer more friendlier atmosphere at home and um, concentrate on something else for, for a few days Kevin the these two fixtures for Ireland that are coming up this over the next week um, Georgia away Switzerland away they're probably the two defining uh, fixtures fixtures of the of the qualifying round for for Ireland when you're yeah. when you're trying to prepare for these games especially when there's two back to back on the road I mean is it any different the mood in camp this week um, or is it all sort of um, trying to keep everything normal uh, yeah trying to keep everything normal it will be a bit more you know you're getting to the degree you now it's near the end of the group and you can sense you can see the end you can see the light you can see the possible chance of qualification so it will be a bit more. A little bit more serious and intense. Um, you know, two tough games. You know, the Georgia one away is not easy. Everyone struggles there. We always struggle there. Um, so, yeah, I think it is. I do think you start to knuckle down a bit more. It just the, the pressure ratchets up a bit. You just, everyone's a bit more. You know, when, it, when, it's, when it's a year and a half or a year ago when qualifying first started, you know, it seems so far away. You're near the intergroup and you can do really in touch and you've done so well this far. You can mess it up now in the next week, and you do feel that. I think in the camp, you won't say it, you won't admit it. Nobody needs to do just another week, and you'll say all that. But it'll be just a little bit more, a little bit more serious. Mick will be try to be normal, but he'll be he'll be feeling it as well. Everyone, the coaches will all be just a little bit more, without even probably wanting to be. Just just naturally going to be a little bit more um, switched on, I suppose, or a bit more um, adrenaline flowing a bit more when it gets this close to it. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your own experience playing against Georgia because we're talking about comparing it being a player to being a fan. As fans, there's the yeah. unwanted joke of Jesus Christ, we've picked, we've, we've drawn Georgia yet again in a group. Yeah. Uh, you obviously scored against them in uh, 2008, in the 2008 in the qualifying campaign over in Georgia. It's, it's the old cliche that it's a very difficult place to go. What was it like as a player over there? Uh, I think that 2008 one might have been played in Germany. Oh yeah, I that was think, in, that was really uh, mines, yeah. I'm not 100% certain. I, I've, 
played there as well in Georgia, but I think that game was in Germany in a, another weird random one because the stadium was basically empty from Ireland fans, but it was a weird big stadium uh, and the atmosphere was weird. Um, we won the game, I think it was Trapattoni's first qualifier in charge. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, if I'm right. So, yeah. yeah, there was that pressure and felt it was intense because of that, you know, new manager and everyone trying to perform and do well and start a group off with him. So, um, but I just always, you know, I'd always speak to people afterwards after we played Georgia, especially away from home. Not Georgia, but different teams away from home. Um, it's just not easy. It's it's not, you know, everyone just thinks you're going over there and you're going to win the game. And it's so difficult. They're usually, it's, you know, just you fly in, you're, you're a different hotel, switch around, different stadium you're played in, sometimes whatever the service might be, whatever it is, you're just out of your comfort zone. And none of those games are easy, and they seem to be able to play really well. Just larger, but teams like them seem to be able to play really well um, in, in their home turf, and you know they get that bounce from it. And we've always struggled, and I always found it. I found it difficult um, to do well. At, you know, every team sort of does. It's not just us. You know, you go through the group, and everyone sort of struggles a little bit. And where were we with um, Travis when he was a Kazakhstan? Um, Oh, yeah. We played them and we, we won in the last minute and it was on a plastic pitch and it was just terrible condition. Um, and we got, we got you know, vilified for not performing well out there and only winning 2 1. And it was early on the group, and as it turns out, everyone else in the group went there and really struggled after. So, you know, it turned out to be quite a good result um, for us at the time um, when, when you look back on it. So it's just tough, it's not easy. Um, you know, travel involved, lots of games. And yeah, there's, there's no one, you know, Apart from Gibraltar, which we we struggled badly yeah. against, there's no one really easy to play against. You know, when they're international teams, are, if the manager's decent, they're well organised. Um, it's just tough to play against teams. Um, you know, if, as long as they've got good, everyone behind the ball, it doesn't matter. I could put my local men's soccer team here in Winter and <laughs> organise and put them all behind the ball, and you struggle for a long time to, you know, if you've everyone just deciding you're going to camp out or whatever. And, but in fairness to Georgia, they've actually played well against us. And played some good football in the past, um, mm. in, in the last campaign, I think it was when they, when they, they possessed us and they played us. So, you know, you can't just lump that and say they, they put everything one behind the ball and they just defend. They don't always, they don't do like, they do go out and try to play and we just struggle away from home. Difficult place. And, um, that's why I really fear this one more than Switzerland. I just think this could be the one that we slip up with. Um, you know, everyone seems to be talking about Switzerland and sort of half forgetting about Georgia. I know after the last game, Everyone was on about playing Switzerland and sort of like leapfrogging the Georgia game, and, and that's the one that will get you. Interesting note, Kevin, on that game in 2008 um, in Mainz, Ireland 2, Georgia 1. You scored also on the score sheet that day for Ireland was Glenn Whelan, who yeah. will be starting, we believe, on uh, Saturday afternoon in Tbilisi. Kind of an amazing uh, career that Glenn has had, and the longevity is, is astounding. Yeah. I got him to him. He's never ran fast enough to bring himself out. <laughs> he's out of that. That was his first goal, I think, for Ireland that game. And all along, he's not, you know, he's, he's, he's had a sort of a, I suppose, you know, he's been regarded as a really good midfielder. He's went through a bad spell where people were giving him stick and he's stuck at it. He keeps turning up. He keeps playing really well. And he's played really well in this group um, so far. He's been sort of like a steady in hand there some experience and Mick has brought him back in he never as he said himself he never did retire he was retired by the um, previous management so I, I got on very well with Glenn and he's you know he's he's someone who's aged and played plays better as he gets older and no, not making a joke of it he, he like he's 
doesn't have he's never had a great pace to lose or anything like that so he can play for a good few more years and uh, he'll be he'll, as long as he wants he doesn't get injured he just there week after week um, and just a really good calm and influence great around the place as well outside of the football um, young and older players and uh, yeah, I was you know, we roomed we room together all the way back under 18 under 19 levels uh, for Ireland and came up all through those years so um, great respect for Glenn and for him to be still doing it now at 30 five-ish or so um, and not looking any worse for wear is a fantastic achievement What are your thoughts on the squad uh, going into this game obviously we've got a, a good few injuries at the back especially um, and also yeah. the, the Aaron Connolly thing which is I suppose a bit odd from our say looking in that you know last week Mick was talking about not having him in the senior squad obviously he comes out he scores starts of the weekend scores twice completely changes everything but do you yeah. think that means now that he's there as a real? If Mick's bringing him, he obviously thinks he's going to play him, so he must be a real prospect. That a real prospect that he's going to get some game time. Well, just looking at him play the other day, I haven't really seen much of him. And seeing him play the other day, he, you know, he just looks to be, you know, right at us, right up to right up to the level he needs to be. Fantastic goals, obviously, helps matters. Um, and you know, we can't be. I don't think we have the time to be bedding in strikers and giving them few games in a friendly in six months and whatever like that and give them a chance to experience. He's playing in the Premier League. He's playing in front of whatever it was, probably 30 or 40,000 people at the weekend. You know, that playing away to Georgia is not going to be, you know, a mind-blowing experience for him that way. Playing for his country, his senior team would be, you know, the whole the whole other side, but dealing with press, dealing with all that and the players he's playing against won't be a, a big issue. So, um, full of confidence, I'd imagine he's on top of the world. Um, so, you can make that argument for playing him. Um, we're not full of options with injuries and people out of squads. Um, you know, I suppose that that would be the exciting side of it as well. Seeing someone like that come through, you know, talking about Freddie Parrott and waiting to get him up and giving him another year or two. Well, there we have someone who's, who's doing it right now, who did it at the weekend of Premier League. Obviously, it's his first start and he scored a couple of goals. You want to see how it pans out over the next couple of years, but right now he just—it's something for us to get excited about, which we sort of don't really have a whole lot of young players, especially the set forwards coming through, where we, you know, be really excited about. Um, you give a boost to the squad as well, a fresh face in there, and um, that, that helps. I don't think Mick will start him, but um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Just with the injuries, he might have no choice. Kevin, who would you start up front if you were managing Ireland this, this weekend? Um, we've seen it looks like McGoldrick will, won't be available. Um, the, the options aren't there's not a, a lot of them um, who who's going to get us that goal that's going to get us the three points I would have started I would have started Shane Long but um, that's obviously not happening <laughs> um, uh, yeah listen that would have been more like he started for Southampton in the Premier League at the weekend um, yeah, I saw that. you know it, you know when that was the worry with me Mick not picking him in the last squad and Mick can be quite stubborn when he didn't pick him in the last squad we did well not picking him in this one but then Dave McGoldrick goes and gets injured and like, you know, there's your person to play. Um, you know, he mightn't have been flying form or anything like that, but he's still at a Premier League club and if he's not playing, he's coming on off the bench. So, and he's Ireland's top scorer um, in that current sort of squad by a long, long, long way. So, um, that one I think Mick has sort of um, messed up with. Um, but with Shane not being there, I thought, thought Hogan did well. The bits I saw him in the last couple of games when he did play for him, but he hasn't been playing at club level. And Mick says he doesn't want to play lads who have been playing at club level. So, um, you know, it's does he play Sean McGuire? Um, I would say he'd play Scott Hogan. Um, but again, I don't know. He surprised me with some of his decisions. So, um, 
I would say looking at the last few games and who he's played and who's done well for him, probably Scott Hogan. Um, again, he's not going to be fully match fit. He hasn't played a whole lot of games this season. So it's a tough one for us. Um, it's a position that has been for a few years, been a difficult one. But, uh, you know, it's just, I just think he's missing out with Shane Long there and his experience away from home. Like, um, I just think he would have been ideal. Yeah, I think if that is the case, then at least if McGuire coming off the bench to provide a bit of uh, energy, and he's obviously getting yeah. banging goals the last few weeks as well. He has, he scored a few goals as well. I just don't know if we play the, the one up front, the number nine sort of one, we're away from home. And he, I don't know if Sean is the one for that role. I think he'd be better at home. And maybe if you're going to play one up front, away from home against them, I don't know. I think Scott Hogan might offer more in regards to the hold up and, and getting in behind play and just more of an all round one where Shawnee maybe needs. And maybe I've been harsh on him, but I feel he needs another guy with him or, you know, less of a responsibility to have to hold the ball up and bring another big play, which I think the, the centre forward is going to get on Thursday. So, Kevin, we can't let you go without getting a prediction. How do you think the Georgia game is going to go? Are we going to get the three points? Um, oh, I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it'll be very close. I think we might get lucky and nick a 2-1 away win, but I would not be surprised with a one-all draw. Um, just, just we struggle to break teams down and away from home at home whatever and I just think it's a real banana skin one first but um, you know we have got some luck we wrote our luck in the lack in a little bit we were good against Switzerland but we, we, we got away a few things and hopefully that bit of luck continues with us and we win 2-1 Cool, two one away win, a seventeen to two on Labrook. So uh, that's a nice, that's, that's nice odds. And like we actually were talking about this in the office as well. We're like, geez, every game, every Ireland George game seems to end up two one. So uh, that's not a bad. Yeah, bet. It's a safe, safe prediction. Uh, thanks very much, Kevin. Uh, hopefully, it goes well. Great stuff there from Kevin. Uh, these like, it's such a worrying game, Georgia. Always, but sure. sometimes you wonder. I worry a little bit. Like we're always talking about how hard a place it is to go and the competitive but we do generally beat them. Yeah, we do. Um, but like the problem is, say the Switzerland game, I, th- I think Kevin's right about this. All we have to do is get a draw there. And Ireland, if they know, you know, if Ireland knows how to do anything, it's how to get a draw in the match. But like to actually have to go and win a game. I think that's why this fixture is so um, so difficult. And like it, if we do win it, it really puts us in driver's seat. So it's, it's we need it. and But it's going to be hard. I'm thinking back to, remember the game on the, in 2014 in Tbilisi uh, and uh, Aiden McGeady scored those amazing yeah. goals the day of the 2014 hurling final like but it took genius for us to beat Georgia that day um, and it often takes some kind of inspiration and or, it's just it's a weird place to play it's a weird place to um it's a weird atmosphere. I don't know. It's always really dark there. It always seems to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It seems like darker than anywhere else. Uh, but I don't know. Like when you, when you hear Kevin talk about the forward options and making the case for Shane Long, it's really like, God, we have, okay, we have to win this game. We have to score a goal, but the, like, who's going to do it? I don't know. James Collins didn't get a shot there. I think he's going to end up starting. And I don't, I don't mean, I can, can we win? I don't know. I think it is primed for either Shawnee McGuire or, Aaron Connolly to come mm-hmm. off the bench yeah. and provide some little bit of magic. Um, but like, that's, it's that old cliche, I think, again, of looking at like the Georgians, oh, you know, they'll start to maybe, you know, nick a late goal because they'll start to tire or whatever. Whereas, as Kevin said, if you're just camped in behind the ball and, you know, giving up, uh, put up a good resistance, it's very hard to break down. And Georgia aren't going to just do that, as he mentioned. They're going to 
they're going to come with a you know they're well able to play football probably mm. even as well as if not better than us technically sometimes yeah. um, sign for one two three though Donny uh, this is the chance with Labrooks to win 100 euro cash by correctly predicting the scores of three of this weekend's matches the Ireland-Georgia game does not feature so whatever your prediction of that one is it doesn't matter you, you need to worry about yeah. is Scotland against San Marino Wales against Croatia and Bulgaria against England. This is a tough week. As we mentioned, if you haven't heard before, uh, the Labrooks 1-2-3 game, you can play it for free on labrooks.com. If you correctly predict the score of one of the three matches they've chosen, you get a euro free bet. If you correctly predict the score of two of them, you get a five euro free bet. And if you get all three right, you win 100 euro cash. And if you do it this week, you're a good, you're, you're, you're a decent uh, oracle, mm-hmm. would you say? Because it's very hard to pick out correct scores in these games. Scotland against San Marino. I'm going to task you with that one first, Danny. God, you've thrown me in at the deep end with this. This is impossible stuff. <laughs> this is really hard. Scotland, San Marino. Um, I mean, we could talk about it. They could talk about it for a, a bit or not, but I mean, somehow Scotland are second to last in their qualifying group in a group that includes Kazakhstan and Cyprus. So Scottish football is not where it used to be. San Marino are uh, propping up the bottom of the table there. Um, I just going on form. You'd have to say Scotland two nil is probably the safest bet. So I would go Scotland two nil. Two nil. Yeah, it's like it's one of, if if we like Scotland mirror Ireland in so many ways. Mm. And like a couple of campaigns ago for the last Euros. They would have probably the the Scottish version of the build up podcast would have been talking about how they're you know you can't you can't guarantee a win against Georgia and yeah. how that would have unraveled for them. And on the other hand, we'd always also be going into a San Marino game, not confident that we're going to score a, a bag of goals. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit um, more brave here. I'm going to say Scotland three yeah. three yeah. for San Marino. It seems it seems like a good bet. I mean, Scotland have only scored five times in six games so far, so. Um, You'd wonder if they have the firepower in them, but yeah, you, San Marino have conceded 28, so um, 3-0 probably might come through. Wales at home to Croatia hasn't been the greatest of campaign so far for Ryan Giggs. Uh, they lost narrowly to them away, though. I'm going to go here. I think Wales might actually snatch a draw, I'm going to say, but they're going to get it hard to get a goal. What will they go for here? I think I go one all, one all yeah. Croatia and Wales. I originally had one all, then I looked at a little bit more at the table. Croatia... Serious team, very reliable. Wales, not in the form that they were 12 months ago. So I'm going 2-1 Croatia away. 2-1 Croatia. You're probably going to be right. But look, I'm just, you know, the little romantic in me is like, this is, sure. this is again, Ireland and Wales, a lot of comparisons you can draw and they get a heroic one-all draw. And finally then, Bulgaria against England. Bulgaria are useless. Apologies to any of our Bulgarian listeners, mm-hmm. out, listeners out there, but these are bottom of that group. England are running away with it. I'm going to say, oh, what did I say here? A 3-0 away win for England. I think you're in the right ballpark there. Uh, but, and England are putting up hockey scores on teams. I'm going to go 5-1 England. 5-1? Yeah. <laughs> That's a brave call. <laughs> if you get this right now, you will truly deserve the 100 euro. Thanks very much. Uh, if you know any better yourself to get on to labrooks.com right now, you can play the game for absolutely free. And as you mentioned, you can win 100 euro cash if you correctly predict all three scores. 